0: What is up Kingdom Bringers? Merry Christmas. We have a treat for you. I am so excited to be able to bring you guys this on Christmas Day. We have a best of episode featuring highlights and clips from every guest on the first season of the Kingdom Bringer podcast. I want to quickly remind you, if you're listening to us on iTunes, to rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. You can also check us out now on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel where our new episodes are uploaded to that every time. Also, go like us on Facebook. If you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at Kingdombringers at gmail.com. And If you feel led to give and support this podcast financially, you can simply click the link in the show notes for push pay, or you can text the word Will Roads W-I-L-R-O-A-D-S to 77977, and it's a simple, simple setup. Just make sure you select Kingdom Bringer Ministry when you do that. Guys, I'm like really, really excited for you to hear this. This was so much fun to put together. It's going to be a blast. 2019 is going to be awesome. We're going to have brand new episodes of the Kingdom Bringer podcast, and we'll be introducing to you the Kingdom Bringer podcast family, the KB Podcast Network, featuring the Two Brothers podcast with Jason Getz and Chris Hagen, and the Supernatural Living podcast with Beth Packard. All three of those are going to be coming in 2019, so be looking out for those. We're excited to bring these to you. We love you guys. We really, really love you guys. Merry Christmas! Enjoy this bonus episode. Man, we are we are very thankful. Uh, this is something for about three years. I've been interested in uh, podcasting. Very been very intrigued by it, and I've been talking about starting one for a long time talked to Scott about it for quite a while. And like a lot of things in my life, I just talk about it.
1: We're walking around with the spirit of a living God inside of us, man. And um, he could have chose to put his spirit anywhere on earth, but he put it inside his creation
0: I know we're getting huge and we're getting, like, <laughs> uber popular and, like, the fans lined up outside the door right now are crazy. I feel like I'm on TRL, bro. I got, like, fans out there with signs saying Scott Tilly for president. Let
1: and the boy dream. Let the I boy love dream. his beard.
0: Will you marry me, Scott's hey, beard? Listen, yeah, is crazy. Listen,
1: will y'all you, you pray for me? You, you have to understand the the conditions that I have to deal with with this dude. Like, <laughs> I really need your prayer. He, uh, You can hear um, in his voice. He's... He's kind of got a few screws loose.
0: So if we were going to look at it that way, which which uh, band member would each one of us be? I, Ooh. I definitely see myself as like the guy with the cowbell. Just annoying people.
2: <laughs> we're
0: avoiding Scott, so I think yeah, he's got to be like the loud screeching guitar. Is that what that is? <laughs>
1: yes. I- I've been writing down texting in my phone.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yay, Darren. Yay, Darren's real so happy Yay. for me right Darren, now. I'm Darren telling you, there's, there's nobody happier for me right now than
0: Darren <laughs> <Banks>. <laughs> Chris Hagen, what is up? Man,
1: I am just blessed to be here. When I get in front of the Father, it's in the most humble state that I could possibly be in. I am nothing without you. I'm literally nothing without you. And he honors that. And so he gives me his spirit because he knows how much I appreciate it.
0: In Hebrews 11 specifically, he's outlining the importance of faith to God.
1: Yes. Man, I always try to get people to understand that we are meant not to live a life of decisions, but to live a life of faith. I never identified myself as okay I am a teacher this yeah. is what I am I never put that label on myself but I've always been drawn to enlighten people about the truths of what God says in his word and how he feels about us it's been a passion of mine for years now and it's not always easy to walk in that uh, because like like he said fear always tries to be in, and you know that there could be backlash, you know, like even dealing with social media, like we talked about. I've dealt with that, you know, hardcore with people just saying, oh, you're an extremist. You're doing too much. God doesn't care about that. God God doesn't care what you listen to or what you watch and all stuff like that. And um, so I, I always try to bring truth without attacking grace. It's that sometimes you spend so much time watching how high everyone else is that you can't focus on me long enough to receive the tools for your own elevation.
0: We have Courtney Conan.
3: Hello. Um, well, actually, I was, it was like nap time, and so I had some quiet time, and I um, was just laying on my floor praying, and I was asking God if he would tell me a secret, and he said immediately, you're going to write a book, and I was like, what? Okay, Whatever. That's cool. (laughs) And I just started praying into that, and I immediately felt him just kind of pouring into me, downloading to me what that would look like, um, and that I needed to call Nacy because she was going to be a part of that. So I called Nacy probably within like 15 minutes of hearing that, and she had gotten the same word a week prior to that, that she was going to write a book. And from there, we just kind of started talking about our ideas for what we felt God was showing us that it would look like. And we were just so we were like little kids at Christmas. We just couldn't wait to like get together and start. Her and I both agree we have to get this done. So we actually went down to Dallas and spent two days like finishing the activities. And then we just kind of did it on our own time, the intro stuff when we could. But it never felt like a burden. It was always fun and exciting. And we said from the beginning, like, God, we don't, we don't want this to be something that is difficult. We don't want it to be a labor. We don't want it to be a burden. We want it to just be easy because we know you're in it. And from the writing of it to the finding the illustrator to the publishing of it like when it, we quote unquote launched it at the Upper Room Conference um, it's just been easy. And I pray for the moms that are at home and they feel insignificant and they're tired and they feel um, beaten down like they can't do it and if they don't do everything that they're a failure and I just want to break that lie off of them right now in Jesus name because he made you with a very special purpose and those little children that you have in your care right now that's the most important thing you can do it really is and so I just pray that you just feel empowered to not only seek the Lord for yourself but with your children to empower them for the future
0: Today, I am privileged to have sitting next to me in KB Studios, Ryan Emery, chef owner of Prime on the Nine in Dodge City, Kansas. Ryan, what's up,
4: man? Oh man, it's good to be here. I get to share God with with everybody I encounter every day. And uh, being on a platform where I'm at uh, in the workplace Uh, Not only just customers, but employees, food vendors, you name it, uh, he always comes back and he's the forefront of the conversation. I had tried to do it on myself. I tried to quit numerous times. Um, I had a physical dependency that always got the best of me. Um, If I was mentally getting to a good place, the physical dependency always seemed to take over. Uh, And so it wasn't until I had hit rock bottom didn't know if I was going to be able to have a sustainable business. I was probably very close to losing it. My wife and kids, uh, I saw them getting farther and farther away. And so it really wasn't until I hit rock bottom that I decided to go and realize that I couldn't do this on my own. So I was able to ask for help. That's when it was time. It all started with me worshiping after work. I'd bring my guitar to work, and after all the employees would leave, and I'd turn down the lights and lock the doors, and I'd pull out my guitar, and I would just start worshiping. Um, One night, I was worshiping, and I I felt like God was was cleaning house. At some point, he had said, okay, we have a blank canvas now. Now I'm gonna show you what I have planned for you.
0: It is Josh Little John. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm so pumped to be here.
5: Those kids, which they were all like juniors and seniors, they all oh, they reconnected me to like energy. They reconnected me to go doing fun things just for fun things sake. They reconnected me to you know, because like when you have little ones, you can kind of become homebodies and you're just like, oh, OK, oh, yeah, let's just sure. let's just survive and let's get these kids in bed. But man, these these teenagers, I was so surprised at how much I connected with these teenagers. It like was them. awesome from my heart. Yeah, you know, I can get stirred up to give away I, you know, stuff or money or whatever stuff from time to time. Um, but I was just to have a partner and a wife it's funny because I told her I was like, "We yeah, have this van. It's a travel van, and we used it. It was stayed in our in our barn, but when we go on trips, we use it." But I told her I was like, "I was like, I think I think we're supposed to give the van away," and she goes, "To who?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I think the Tillies." She goes, "She says I'm like, okay, then I know
0: that's from the Lord. That's awesome." <laughs> You, you're a guy that, like, you are just a, such a major part of my testimony. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't give my testimony without talking mm-hmm. about Josh Littlejohn. Mm-hmm. And I really think there's so many people like that. Like, Scott Tilley probably, just from that little act of kindness, <laughs> that's a major story that, yeah. that he would have to share. I yeah. think you're a guy that just touches so many people that you don't even probably realize.
5: And I, I'm a musical lover. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest struggles for me coming to faith as a christian was that i didn't feel like there was any good music and you know it really wasn't i feel like it's getting better yeah it's hard for me to get into it because um you realize like uh, unless you're worshiping the lord you're worshiping something else yeah Uh, all the time not just in music you really i and i'm really like what am i actually worshiping here it's going into my ears it's going into my brain i'm eating it uh
2: you know yeah and it's not a
5: guilt thing it's like oh i'm already i'm devoted i have one i worship that i'm in love with And a lot of times in my life i think because of um just because of the way i affect people's thinking i oftentimes never get good feedback like anytime i used to speak or that moment or even that night i'll never get i'll get some feedback but nothing really but then I'll get feedback um, six months later, yeah. And it'll always go like this: Hey, there was something you said, and I'll I'll, I'll be like, Whoa, what did I like? Yeah. You'll we'll have to, and I'll forgot I even said it. But so the fruit for me is the most blessing is when somebody's actually it's got down in them, it's settled in them, and it actually changed literally changed their life because they marinated on with the Lord.
0: Uh, one of the most inspirational and important human beings in my life. Um, and you were one of the very first people I remember talking to you about. You and I should start a podcast someday. I know. I you're doing it. I'm and, very proud uh, of you. Well, I've got a really handsome man sitting right across from me today. <laughs> Aaron Packard from The Gathering Winfield. How are you doing, sir?
6: Man, I'm doing great. It's great to be here. And uh, we were selling our things off thinking that we were going to move to to Canada and... Uh uh, we were looking at even housing up there and things like that. We didn't know. We just loved the Lord, and we were just wanting yeah. whatever Wherever you've got for us, God, we want. But the but the thing about it, there's times and seasons, and, and uh, the Lord really had another plan for us after that. And uh, uh, it happened that instead of Nova Scotia, he, he had called us to Winfield and made a way. Literally, we, we were thinking for probably six months that we were moving to Nova Scotia. And uh, Holy Spirit, uh, just out of the blue, says, uh, ask about swapping your property in Gove, Kansas for a church in Winfield. Long story short, 10 days later, we were moving <laughs> with, uh, really, we had less than $1,000 in our bank account, uh, no job, no, no, nothing other than the leading of the Holy Spirit, and, and we just went. When Holy Spirit moves, we move. You know, we don't want to go anywhere that His presence isn't, and so we're really a presence-based ministry. You know, we we want to gather around the presence of the Lord and everything that's there, everything that we need is, is in His presence. God's love looks like something. Sometimes it's feeding someone a sandwich. Sometimes it's a nice word. It's a, it's a, just a hello. But other times we look at the ministry of Jesus, and it was healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the leopards, and casting out demons. And so freely we receive, freely give. And those things that we've received in our life, we need to, we need to give those things because people are dying every day. It's just yielding. And when we yield, the more we yield to him, the more that we see uh, people get saved, healed, delivered. And you know what? All this that we're talking about, the greatest miracle that there is, is salvation. That's right. And I'm really, I mean, we we can talk about all this other stuff, but there's only one thing that we're going to be able to take to heaven. I'm not going to be able to take my prophetic words. I'm not going to be able to take all these healings, but salvation, souls, that we can take those people with us. And so that's the greatest miracle of all. And so these other things that we're talking about are are dinner bells to -hmm. salvation.
0: Ryan Webster from Larned Assembly of God. It is good to have you on, sir.
7: It's good to be here,
0: guys. Sitting here is probably the closest thing I know to a celebrity pastor in Southwest oh, Kansas. Yeah, so, not even close. And you should have saw he was he was sitting in there, and he did not get out of the door. Jared had to come <laughs> open the door up
7: for Who's him. Who's
1: above reproach now? Timeout.
7: <laughs> I remember the first time I was probably eleven. Uh, and a pastor in my church recognized something that was going on inside of me. And he wanted to to pull that, draw that out of me. So we began to meet on a regular basis and he helped me formulate my first sermon. I wow. still, you know, going back to his own first Corinthians 13, I mean, what better thing to talk about than than love? But he pulled that out of me as a pastor. And I think I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we get to do today. As pastors is to recognize the giftings that are in other people. A healthy church has numbers, period. Yeah, I mean, if something is healthy, it's growing. We've always had that as one of our personal philosophies. So you think about a relationship between a husband and a wife. A healthy relationship has reproduction ability. That's the same way I I believe a church is. And and even going back to what Jesus spoke over Peter, this is how strongly I feel about the church is that the gates of hell is not going to prevail against what he established to bring his word, to bring his gospel, to show his love. And so we, we embrace that whole idea of what. Be fruitful and multiply. Hello, come on. We tend to worship things that don't have the same value as what the Father is loving. And so when we understand what the Father loves, then we can embrace the Father. I I take a nap every Sunday, dude. Thank you, you, Jesus, for that. Jesus napped, right?
0: Mr. Jason Getz, how are you, sir? i'm doing great brother
8: man i'll tell you one thing in in my life that has been like being in that relationship with myrna and being like fully loved has just torn down so many fears and anxieties on the inside Mm -hmm. and to to just have that and to to cherish it and work on it and man it's available it's one of those kingdom things that is available Mm -hmm. a healthy home marriage relationship no matter the season, no matter the bank account, no matter anything, like it's available to have that. People are hurt, they're hurt. You know, there, there's, there's things that you're not good at when you're hurting. And there's things that I'm definitely not good at when I'm hurting. And I just said, your, your mom is going to be better because of me. I promise. Ooh. The church is so underfunded in this country. We fund so many other things well in this country. And we underfund I'm not we underfund the ways of God. And and if we do that, God talked about this in the old testament. You're robbing me. You're yeah. robbing yourselves of more of me. We live in a very individualistic culture and can kind of turn on our own channels and drive our own cars and park in our own garages and just we can just do our thing, go to work and instead of what does real partnership and unity look like, well it's it's gonna be it's gonna be intentional. It's gonna be stepping out of how I've normally done life and stepping into how we want more of God together.
0: The Gathering Revival Centers, Beth Packard. So how how does it feel to be the second female voice on this?
2: I feel I feel awesome it's very empowering it is
0: empowering i'm giving you power i love it yeah
2: we kind of talk about that as our desert time you know we were we were learning who we were we were learning to uh follow him we were learning to hear his voice we were learning just so much about ourselves and we kept going round and round the mountain and he was saying i want you to crush that mountain like it's time to crush that mountain and move on into your destinies I am like fired up and passionate about accomplishing things and helping, you know, like natural stuff come together and like look good. And he is all about the things in the spiritual realm and, and fighting stuff there. And so we actually make a perfect pair, but we drive each other completely crazy too at the same time. The woman, um, she just blasted a lot of mindsets that I had, some religious mindsets about what women can and can't do. And she's a powerful woman in the ministry. And I went to a writing conference, but I was actually built up and encouraged and um, empowered by this woman to do what the Lord had called me to do on many platforms not just through writing and so that weekend literally changed my life I cried most of the weekend just getting rid of old junk and old mindsets that say women can't women can't do that women can't do this and they can't do that and and I came home thinking wow I could like conquer the world
0: this episode I've got Colton May and I've got Grayson Webb what do you feel like the calling is on, on your life right now? Oh man, yeah. it's
9: okay if we dream big here. It's okay that our God is big and so he has a big call yeah. on my life. So I'm not afraid to, to to speak it out loud. I know that my calling, it's, it's it's of course because I've been with Tilly, anyone who knows Tilly knows he's about the multitude, right? Yeah. It's rubbed off on me heavily. So I know that part of my calling is to reach the multitude of people. And I know that my outlet is worship. My like God uses me, my gifts and that anointing through me yeah. and, and music. So I know like with this thing, like a revival center, we're going to have a hub of revival here in Southwest Kansas. And I, my calling consists of me leading that and then going overseas, traveling, wow. revival hubs planted all over the world. Yeah, the culture of honor
5: is really, really important. If you haven't read that book by Danny Sill, anybody, it's a really great book to read. I mean, I don't know one thing i would say about all that is it's not a bethel thing not and i know you know that it's not a bethel thing it's not a bill johnson thing it's not a chris vallis thing it's not even it's not not a danny silk thing you wrote a book you know but like it's a kingdom of god thing so good you know what i mean like it's something that god wrote into the fabric of the universe when you honor each other there's power in that you know like when you honor each other you're blessed Like everybody is equal in the eyes of god and i think honor is just kind of equating that truth into our own society
9: i don't know if i could give steps like how do you live your life better how do you live a lifestyle of worship because i don't it's not because i'm not doing a perfect job at that
3: right.
2: i
9: have still stuff that i'm trying to break off that has been years i'm still trying to rip these things off because it's not me so i can't like give a step by step how to live a better christian life and worship him I can't do that. But what I can say is in opportunities that you get where time has been set aside for you to worship the king, you look for the next glory. You seek his face and you seek him to do miraculous things and look for the glory.
0: Because we like to say stuff. Right, Scott? Absolutely we do.
1: I don't know anyone in the ministry who doesn't like to say things. Okay, that's
0: enough talk.